Yeah, we we're live. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know how I'm going to start this one? I'm going to be a, a, a YouTube introer. All right, okay. go for it. Welcome, everybody, back to my channel. Uh, before we continue on to today's content, make sure you smash that like button. New videos every Friday, and make sure to hit that notification bell to make sure you get a notification when they come out. Hit that bell. That's what it. That's what they say. Wow, you did not. You did not bounce off my energy. I'm. I'm terrified. Welcome back to the Jews Podcast. Are we selling Cool Ranch Doritos? That's the best reference you got. Are you selling automobiles? No, but that's like every generic YouTuber now. Hey everybody, welcome back to my channel. I'm trying to match that energy. I'm not. I'm not. Trying. Honestly, it's impossible. You can't match like teenage or like early twenties YouTube energy. That was a lot. That was a lot for someone in a blazer. That was a lot. Wow. Are you, you think you're better than me because you have a blazer I'm on? I'm on a blazer kick. Yeah, you are. And yeah, they're ginormous. Like yeah, I like the bigger ones. This one is like a size 14 in men's. Did you men's. get that at like a men's warehouse yeah. fire sale? Mm -hmm. You're like, going to like think, the way you look. I like it. Mm. You're going to like the way you look. That's their, that's their, yeah. their motto. Uh, anyway, anyways. Any blah. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a roaring start. What? Welcome back to my channel, Not everybody. Any blah? <laughs> Not this again. <sighs> Anyways, welcome back to the Juice Podcast. Welcome we are back. here. I'm gonna include all of that. Like I'm not gonna yeah, edit no, any of that out. None of that's leaving. We're here, episode five. Yep. Strong. As you can tell, Strong. our set looks a little different. We're changing it up. We're gonna be changing it up probably every single time. Yeah. For a while. Well, yeah. Seriously, until we find something that's easily repeatable. Yeah, we'll try and be as consistent as we can, but also you just can't stop the creative juices fl from flowing mm. you know so it's like if we have an idea it's it's gonna go the world is our oyster yeah we are like an early startup company like yeah. any idea is just that's what's happening yeah no it's, decision process we're throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall yeah see what sticks you're so relevant just spaghetti <laughs> against the wall cool ranch doritos what year is it <laughs> it's like a super bowl ad from like 2005 I literally i just put on my mascara it's still very moist so Don't let's say not, that word. Let's That's a not weird start. Word. Let's not start. I can't have tears yet. Okay. Anyways, we're back. How was your weekend? Dude, are you I'm gonna ask you first. Are you okay? <laughs> no, you're just saying that because I asked you that last episode. What do you mean? No, I'm not I actually didn't remember that. I uh, you seem like you are hemmed up. Like you just got a lot of things going on. Here's and you're pressed right now. I'm not pressed, but we normally record this podcast mm. for those listening we record on like a 5 p.m on a tuesday which yeah. is the worst time in terms of energy interest in doing anything except listening to a podcast and like chilling and so i'm just like running on empty normally when we record yeah. and so i really wanted to try and record a little bit earlier today so that i felt like we weren't running on fumes and yeah. now i'm just like jazzed like i've had two coffees three yeah. coffees i had one yeah. this morning one at starbucks and then i just got another one mm. And like full of energy, new setup. I got my power yeah. blazer with shoulder pads. Like I have a lot of things that I'm ready to bring to yeah. the table. I have more energy. You look like uh, you're swimming in that blazer. I'm not gonna lie. It's a look. If I, Haley I'm Bieber can it. pull it off, why can't I? You know what? That's a mood. Let's go there. Love it. I I'm not. Why can't I pull it off, dude? You're do it. Follow Haley Bieber. She's my idol. I, don't I think even also know. maybe it might be the way I'm sitting. So let me just fix my posture. Okay. I did that too. I actually forgot we're on video. I'm like, oh, let me adjust yeah, the shirt. I forget we're filming, and I I can't sit like I normally do. I have to sit like this. I also try and dress up now. Now that we're filming. Yeah, I I've set the bar too high. I have 
not worn shorts today, so that's a You're plus. You're wearing pants. Yeah, yeah. I got pants it's a big on. Deal. Yeah, I got the shoes, got the shirt. I asked my wife if like the green didn't contrast enough with the gray pants, and then she was like, "No, you're good." I'm like, no, "All right." Great. Forest green is in. I love forest green. Forest green's a good color. You know what? Forest green is the play. But you're good otherwise? Yeah, not to make this about me, but back to me. Okay. Um, my weekend was great. Wow. Um, as great as it can be. You know, it's the first Mother's Day without my mom. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if great's... <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Multiple times this weekend, I've had to stop myself from making dead mom jokes. I know that's really dark. I'm the type of person, though, that makes them. And I know, but it's a little outside of my comfort to be like, hey, so. <laughs> Dead mom, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Even saying it, I'm just like, oh, it hurts me. <laughs> I make them. And it actually was a very peaceful, Good. restful day. Good. And I found myself being like super fine. Yeah. And just like, I didn't go in to yeah. church. I didn't go into work or anything. Sure. I took a day off. And, like, just chilled. Yeah. Watched some rom-coms in my pajamas, you know, Dope. lived the life. Yeah. And I think Demetric was even, like, thrown off by how chill I was. Yeah. And he was like, do you need a hug? Like, come here, I'll give you a hug. And I was like, I'm not going to um, lie, though. I'm good. I'm actually good. When a wife does that, though, when they're, like, calm and they shouldn't be, it's like you're, it's like the calm before the storm. You're just like, Im- what? What do, what level do I help? <laughs> Am I hurting Maybe right now? Maybe that's why Demetric was like, let me give you a hug. Because he was just yes. like, trying to cover his bases because he thought that I was going to come for him. I'm not going to lie. There is an element of that. It's just like, okay, wife's not okay right now. <laughs> let me check all my boxes because she then later. too calm. Yes. If, I, if I'm in trouble for something, I can say I did X, Y, and Z. Right. I think he was scared. 100%. That I was going to come for his throat. And yeah. And he was like, let me just like hug her. Check and be the like, boxes. Okay. Yeah. Check the box. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. That's probably what happened. But it, yeah. it low-key actually was a very, good, very restful, wonderful weekend. Good. Peaceful. How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, so I have a couple stories. Oh, I know. If you don't mind. I told you one of them. I, told, yeah. I didn't tell you the other one. But I said, don't tell me the second one because I want to see my raw okay. reaction. So uh, I my life is just a series of micro-triggers. Like, it's not the big yes. stuff. If I ever am brought into, like, a big conversation where it's, like, philosophy direction or whatever sometimes they can be exhausting just from the nature of the conversation sure. but they don't i don't get triggered it's the small stuff that just triggers me out of my mind could we maybe for the audience listening maybe list a few of your triggers to give them an idea of yeah who you are. So one being that i don't like it when people don't age gracefully yes yes that's your biggest one triggers me mm-hmm. like uh the perfect example i can think of is like in the pilot episode of um uh, Modern Family, Ed O'Neill is trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't like getting confused for an old-timer, so he goes to, like, I, some, like, generic, like, urban outfitter store and puts on, like, a trucker hat, like a giant graphic sweatshirt and, like, baggy pants, and he's like, what's up, yo? And I'm just like, don't do that. That's your trigger. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Age gracefully. You have so many things to offer the younger generation. That's not one of them. I've seen so many people who don't. I'm not trying Cargo to be ageist. I don't have anybody against older people. Sure. Age gracefully. Please. Sorry. See, I'm already getting. You're I'm getting working. Work yeah, I am. I need to stop. We're already at a ten. Um. So what? Are, but what are some others? Just so people get like an idea. I don't of, know. Are you thinking of some? I they they're escaping me right now. I'm like, so what are some of your other triggers? Yeah, exactly. Them, no, I feel like you have like a, a quite a few, but they're small, and you always say like you don't sweat the big crunchy stuff. peanut butter over yes. over creamy. You're a creamy peanut butter yes if you eat crunchy peanut butter you're a psychopath who wants if you eat creamy peanut butter you're seven nothing that's wrong with anything that's seven, wow but... okay so the truth comes out 
I'm not like I don't have a strong opinion about it, but like if yeah, you okay, dr- see, eat smooth yeah, peanut I'm just saying if you like crunchy peanut butter, you are a savage. No, well, you're a sophisticated why don't you just sprinkle, person with sprinkle teeth. rocks of asphalt into your PB and J. It's the same effect. It's it's gross, really. I love peanuts. I love peanut me. butter. Don't. It's like you stopped halfway through the process. Oh my gosh, no crunch. Anyways, we're not getting into yeah, this, okay. but that is also a trigger of yours. Uh, I don't know. There's just so many other things. Uh, pe- when people take my stuff without asking, I had a roommate who stole that's my, valid my underwear, man. Um, that's, wh- yeah. I yeah. have more questions. Yes, I know. I we would be on I trips like together where like we would be doing fundraisers and be having to get changed in order to go do our job or whatever. I'm like, those are my underwear. Where are you? oh my I'm triggered. See, again, I that triggers me. Don't take my Is stuff. Is it the taking stuff that's triggering or that specific circumstance okay, both. that's triggering? I don't like when people take my stuff without asking. That's a big one for and me. And separate, we don't like yeah. it when people don't take, take your my underwear. underwear. Underwear are a sacred thing. Don't get me started. Okay. Yeah. Here's okay. a trigger for me though. This one this is what happened this weekend. So one of my favorite things to do is when I have equity with somebody, mm-hmm. I really sh- – I'm not kidding. This isn't some backhanded way of you know, trying to make light of my flaws or anything. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is when I have equity with somebody, I really like to give them a hard time. It's like my it's I like, will vouch for that. Yeah. That is yes. Though I always tell people, and this is not a lie, if if our interactions are like, Hey bro, what's going on? Good to see you. Happy Sunday, happy Monday, whatever, that's not we are surface level. That's, you don't know them very well. No, totally. And that's yeah. okay, it's not a problem. But like a sign that I enjoy talking with you is like giving people a hard time. Yes. I told Eugene that and he always I always mention Eugene. Shout out Eugene, Kennedy Rose. Uh, but he, he, that stuck with him one day. And so I'm like, okay, you get it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, uh, there was, uh, somebody who was going to be singing on a Sunday morning and there, there was, uh, just in the room, somebody was sharing how she had messed up. The, the way she messed up wasn't, you know, very interesting, but she just basically made a mistake and it was a silly one that didn't really harm anybody. And you're close with this I'm person. I'm close with this person. Yeah. And I know that y'all are like brother, sister. Yes. Yes. We are very close. We both. It's equal. She mm-hmm. gives me a hard time. I give her a hard time. Yeah. And so she messed up, and I'm like, oh, my God, shocking. You made a mistake? Oh, wow, I am blown away, obviously being very sarcastic. And so we start riffing back and forth, and somebody in the middle of it, like, reaches across and, like, it, like almost, like, puts her his hand in between us and goes, hey, buddy, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. And I'm like, I know. I know everyone. I'm like, I, I, I get it. And then I obviously am doing this process of, like, Putting all the words back in my mouth. He I'm didn't like, know, uh, he didn't know either of you. Like, he didn't know no. your friendship, your relationship. Oh, it triggered me. And I was talking with Cedric last night, and he goes, whoa, did he leave his cape at home? And I'm like, I know. I get it. Are you a superhero? Are you saving this damsel in distress? I'm not doing anything. Oh, my gosh. I was triggered. And I'm like, dude, now you, now I'm having to backpedal and, like, explain. I'm like, no, see, like, the, the, the joke is that she, we all make mistakes. Like I'm having to like stumble Explain back over Explain yourself, but you can't because oh my it's gosh. just inherently y'all's relationship. Yes, and I'm like, you don't get it. And so like the whole like, hey buddy, it's okay, everybody makes mistakes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. And so then I just was immediately on the defensive. And then that happened. There was another thing with another guy who was like, I don't know, I'm a big sucker for like good comedy and jokes and riffs back and forth. And I walk into a room and he I don't know this guy. And he goes, uh, hey, did you get a haircut? I'm like, uh, no. And he goes, didn't think so. <laughs> was that the joke? That was it. And I was like, what are you doing? And you also didn't know this person. No. And it's like those things happen so close together. I'm just like, what world am I in? Is this like the Twilight Zone? What's happening? So You know what it might be? What? Because you are 
you do the like announcements. You've been here sure. at this place of work for a long time. People yeah. might feel like they know you and you totally. don't know them. And the thing is, do you think June, that might be it? Uh, not in this case okay, specifically, okay. but I've what I do wondered. know is that person was trying to gain relationship. Like they were right. trying to be friends. But, like, those things hit me so funny that in the moment I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Like, I'm not, out. Peace. Not doing that. Yeah, I'm out. Because being able to – he wanted to, it sounds like, fast-track friendship. Yeah. yeah. And being able to make fun of someone or, like, make a dead mom joke yeah. to someone. Oh, God. You've got to be good you got to have equity. You yeah. have to have equity because you're 100%. making a withdrawal. Every time that you make a funny joke or a jab at someone, it's a withdrawal. Yeah, 100%. You can't make a withdrawal if you haven't put anything in. 100%. So it's a – and people, I've see, I see that a lot of time, and I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. Like wanting to jump the gun and make fun of someone to like establish some yeah. sort of rapport. But if they, if that's not how they hear, but that's it, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna cut you off. I didn't mean to. I was just did. gonna say, th- I'm so sorry. It's fine, it's Forgive fine. me. Uh, I go to podcast jail. Um, I think the biggest thing though is like when you're trying to do that. F- that's like a huge, like that's a beginner move. Like yes. First rule, if you're trying to gain a relationship and you want to joke, make fun of yourself, man. I told you that. Yeah, no, you did. You yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I, I give you credit for that, but I, I think that was something that I always believed anyway. Like, yeah. hey, the easiest target is yourself because you Which can make you fun of yourself. Do that. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you meet someone, it's like, hey, if you're looking for me, like, I'm the one that's always going to be late. So yeah, just, or you like, know. I talk too much, make inappropriate jokes, whatever. Because right. that's like, it's a way to gain relationship. And if you can't laugh at yourself, man, like, it's just a right. big part of it. I think it, when you're making a new friend, telling telling that new friend or letting that new person know that you're okay making fun of yourself immediately lets them feel comfortable yeah, making fun totally. of themselves. If I come at a new relationship and I show no vulnerability, I'm prideful, I'm not able to laugh at myself, yeah. my own jokes or acknowledge 100%. my flaws, I'm going to put the pressure on the per- other person that they need to do that 100, too. 100%. Be like, I only want to see your perfectness. I don't yeah. want to see you make fun of yourself. Yeah. Well, and I used to ways. actually get offended by this, but people tell me all the time, like, why is it so fun making fun of you? And I'm like, I take pride in that now because it's just like, yeah. hey, we're all having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, I can joke with you. You can joke with me. Obviously, there's, you know, guides and or boundaries or whatever. But, like, it's just a good time, you know. But yeah. the, meeting one, not the place to do that kind of stuff. He said a bunch of other stuff, but it's boring. But anyways, I was just triggered by those two things. But I take pride when someone says yeah. I love making fun. And people make fun of me. You know this. People make fun of me a lot. Yeah. And I, I pride myself because it means they're comfortable making yeah, fun of me. Yeah, 100%. The people that you feel like, oh, I don't want to poke fun at them. It means you think they're like overly sensitive. Yep. They're, uh, they think they're can't better than joke. you. They can't take a joke. Yeah. If someone is like, oh, I'm going to mess with Savannah. This is going to be funny. I'm going to poke fun at her because yep. I know she can take it. And I know that she still honors me as a friend yep. like i'm a safe place i'm a safe person to make fun of yeah and that i i would rather be that than someone who's seen as like overly serious totally i agree even though i'm wearing a f- serious blazer yeah well <laughs> anyway this blazer's enough serious i have nothing else to say about your blazer i already kind of gave you a hard time and you started talking about Haley bieber and i'm just like that's yeah. i bow out here feeling good um anyway the other thing i want to tell you so we do mother's oh, yeah. day with my stepmom she's been a mom to me she's been in my life for so I'm long s- i'm gonna spit my gum out Sorry, do it keep going. yeah you're doing or, the asmr gonna... thing i'm gonna just do this oh god just, you're, if you're watching you are sorry. a barbarian anyway go to do a uh, brunch with my stepmom she's great she's been a mother to me um been in my life since sixth grade which would be 2006 oh, wow. so it's been a long time okay. uh and for those of you who don't know, I have two twin three-year-old brothers. Oh, did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, you know, twins. They're young boys. And it just anything can happen, I guess, right? Sure. <laughs> so it, this isn't, this this isn't like a long story. It just is like, I, I it shook me. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, okay. maybe I'm not ready for kids, you know? 
so we're we go to brunch i don't know if you know a place called cafe bernardo it's it's like one of my pa- parents favorite spots it's in it's on fair oaks uh and we get get done with brunch going out to the car and i love helping my brothers into their car seats don't know what it is just a cute moment oh they're so cute you yeah little kids and you get the buckle them totally they're like little knees and their chubby little legs totally oh. but they're at an age where they're terrors right now they are terrors do they do the thing where like you put them in the car seat and they like straighten their bodies no they don't like- do that but they're just like it's something about little kids like their their arms and legs are just like yeah they're like an octopus yes. like their arms and legs are completely out of sync and they could just you could catch a hand right in the face yeah, just yeah, yeah. out of nowhere so anyways uh i put my uh, my uh brother chase into his car seat and there's a red solo cup in his little car seat that's in his cup holder or whatever and i'm like oh god like it probably has like juice or something in it and so he takes the cup i don't want to take your cup but he takes the cup and he just like jerks it and it like throws the juice all over his face and i'm like oh my god and i'm like honestly at least it's not pee and i pick up the cup no. and i smell it and no. i'm like it's pee no it's not it's pee. it's pee and i look at my dad and my son i'm like what are you doing why is there pee in this cup <laughs> why is there pee and here please tell me it's his yeah i don't know i didn't ask and i just like i froze i didn't finish buckling him and i was like i gotta get out of here <laughs> I can't do this. That is, you just left? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Dad, you got to finish this. That's my time. I can't do this. That's my time. I was, oh my gosh. I was just like, what is happening? Why is there pee in a Solo cup? I could have sipped that. He could have sipped that. That was in the primary, like, sipping orientation. Oh my gosh. I Again, You're triggered. so worked up. I up. am. I was just like, and then Fina was like trying to calm me down. She was just like, babe, they have twins. They're on the road. Sometimes they got to pee and like inserting it a lot sense. of logic into yeah. it. But I couldn't comprehend it. I'm like, why would they do that? What? And I'm like, not mad, but just like floored. <laughs> Are you sure you're not mad? No, I'm not mad, but I'm just like, wait, what world would you be like? I have a toddler. The emergency's happen. He's got to pee. Solo cup. In the baby's, like, car seat. Like, oh, my gosh. I was, like, I'm shocked. all over the place. I know. I'm floored. I'm floored. Well, how are we doing on time? I don't know. Are you asking about time in the first couple minutes? I'm just checking. You're stressing me out right how now. How long has it been? I won't include this. But. It's been. No, we can include it. It's been 15 minutes. Oh, we're good. I'm just stressing because, you know. Why are you stressing? I'm afraid that it's going to stop recording. No, we're good, dog. All right. I wouldn't let you down. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So what are we talking about today? <sighs> I'm sorry. That story was just like. It felt like an eternity. I know. Well, it just escalated so quickly. Like, it yeah, did. and then this cup that he poured. Thank goodness it wasn't pee, and then it was pee, and it was just like a lot. It and was. I'm just recovering and realizing mm. that no, yeah, you're probably not ready for kids. I'm not. Maybe not. Maybe not toddlers right now. Maybe not toddlers. Yeah. You eat. That's the good thing about kids. Yeah, is they yeah. age chronologically. Yeah. So you, by the time that you have a kid and they're three, you'll be ready. Yeah. Unless wow, that's like funny. you have a kid like on that. SNL skit where Will Ferrell comes out. It's like a full grown I wonder how many people watching will get that kit. That I hope skit. so. Um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the first topic is Josh Whedon. Joss Whedon. Joss. J O S S. And uh, Phil Reed. Paul. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Something Reed. You're, no. Fisher, it was Fisher. Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Okay, come on. That was. Fisher Reed, Ray Fisher, give me a little Who's bit. Fisher Reed? No one. I just, those are the <laughs> names that I thought. You're acting like, you're like, it's you know, Fisher Reed. Who is that? No one. I just made it up. But that, I was thinking of the names. Oh my God. Like this the, is already off the, the rails. Names, okay, so we're talking about Joss Reed. <laughs> 
Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. Yes. And Ray, Ray Fisher. Fisher. Yes. Then we're talking about the J. Cole documentary. Yep. That was 12 minutes long. If you haven't watched it, so good. pause this, go watch it, then come back. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, and if we have time, we might talk about something else. We'll see. Yeah. Where the... Where what are you all right? What is happening to you? Yeah. Last week you made a, a snide comment. You're like, I'm carrying this podcast on my back. Well, this week it is all transferred to me. My coffee. Do you need a minute? No, my coffee. <laughs> I've just I've got the shakes. So yeah. I'm just We can cut a break into this if you need. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> can cut a break. I'm fine. Okay. Uh so we're talking about Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give us a little bit of context yes. about what happened. So, obviously, uh, it has something to do with the the most recent things that are coming against him have to do with the DC Universe, which is superhero stuff. Okay. I always have superhero roundup. If you don't like that, this podcast n- might not be for you. It's going to be almost an every week thing, so I'm sorry I'm for I'm trying you. my best to get the ratio down, but I'm losing the battle. Yes, you so. are. But also, too, here's my thing. Superhero stories, if they're done well, are just a means to tell really human stories sure. with superhero fluff. Yes, so yes. I'm, that's why I love them so much. Me and your husband had a really great conversation about it. And this. I feel like Marvel's better at doing that than DC. 100%. And okay. I could go off on a tangent on that. Yeah, I've heard that's other. a whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. But tell us a little bit about... So Joss Whedon, yeah. uh, a lot of what has sparked the latest uh, allegations against him okay. are can, come from 2017. Uh, he... Was he took over the directing of a movie called Justice League? I don't know if you heard about all yes. of that. I know you probably haven't seen it, which I wouldn't. I've blame seen you. Justice League. You have. I know. I knew you'd be impressed. Okay, interesting. So that came back out, and that came out in 2017. You saw yeah. that. Yes. yes okay. Yes, yes. So, um, I don't know how to gauge your uh, appreciation for superhero movies. I don't know. Let me just, uh, well, I know, but like, what I guess I'll say is, you want, you're not going to love or hate a movie depending on how accurate it is to the comic books right. or whatever. Yeah, so did yeah. you like the movie? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I thought it was a good movie. It was a hot pile of garbage. Was it really? Yes. Uh, <gasps> every, and a lot of people regard that as a really bad movie. Okay. That's okay. one of the reasons why, not to get into this whole you know politics side of superhero movies, but that's why they're canceling a lot of the DC universe is because that movie did so poorly. Sorry, Justice League is DC? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. And I there, it was a pretty cool movie. Just to give you some background, uh, the the whole idea behind putting out Justice League was they they were going to do the reverse of Marvel. Was they put out like maybe I think one or two movies uh, that focused on singular superheroes. DC did, and then they're like, we'll do it backwards. We'll put out the movie with everybody in it, Justice League, and then we're going to do uh, solo movies. So then we'll do Wonder Woman. We'll Which do is Batman. Exactly we'll do, the opposite. Yeah, because Marvel, Marvel did. did. Marvel put out I think like five movies before doing Avengers. Wow. Like, they had phases, and Avengers would only come out once, like, a phase. And they were, and honestly, I think that's the way you do it. You grow these characters organically, blah, 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 then you culminate them all together in a movie, and I think that was just so smart of them. Anyway, that's a different conversation. A lot of this comes from Zack Snyder had to step down from directing Justice League in 2017 because of a family tragedy. So they called in Joss Whedon, who had directed uh, one Marvel movie. He did Age of Ultron, which was the second Avengers movie. And they're like, hey, he did this. Uh, and he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he did Angel, he did Firefly, which a lot of critical acclaim came to these uh, yeah. shows. So he's a respected director or whatever. Um, and it started coming out that Ray Fisher, who is a black gentleman. Uh, who he, was a, a cast member. Yes. He was in Justice League and he plays Cyborg. Okay. Um he was coming out saying that there was actually the first instance of him ever calling out Joss Whedon was there was a clip of him at a Comic-Con and it said uh, he 
it was Ray Fisher saying, man, Joss Whedon's a great guy. So he retweeted that, and he's like, I would like to formally renounce that comment and take back everything I said. He's not a good man. Ray Fisher retracted Ray Fisher the nice retracted thing he the said nice thing. about Joss Whedon. Yes. Tell he, us why. Well, he said that conditions were terrible to work with. Uh, he was very mean, and he was uh, – I mean, this sounds just like petty things. Like, the working conditions were uh, undesirable. He was very mean. Uh, I'm butchering the quotes, but basically it was just like uh, I couldn't work with him. He was terrible to work with. He was a bully, all this, all that. Created a toxic work yes. environment. And actually, while looking into this, um, Zack Snyder, the original director, and the screenwriter for this whole movie – I can't remember his name – but they were both on the same page that Cyborg, the character that Ray Fisher plays – is the his backstory is the heart and soul of the entire Justice League movie. Like his arc is Whoa. the heart and soul of this movie. And if you watch the Justice League that Joss Whedon uh, put out, uh, unofficially called the Justice League, Joss Whedon Justice League, got it. Uh, he cuts all of Ray Fisher's parts down to almost nothing. Cuts because I guess there was a lot of like time issues, but all of the things that were cut were from Ray Fisher. Like, his story arc was completely butchered. They made him out to seem like an angry black man. And Ray Fisher said these things. Like, why are you making me out to be this angry black guy on screen? And they said, I guess at one point they were, like, pointing out that he only smiled two times on camera. Which is just like, you're not doing it justice to this character, you know? Right, right. And so he started coming out against the studio saying, like, Warner Brothers, aren't you going to hold this man responsible? They finally started to initiate an investigation. All the while, Ray Fisher's like, they're just protecting their executives. So they came up with nothing. And now, finally, as of like a week ago, Gal Gadot came out in an interview who plays Wonder Woman. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Joss Whedon on multiple occasions has said, if I don't comply with him, he'll make my career miserable. <gasps> and that has, this has all started this avalanche because. And Gal Gadot, I mean, she's. People yeah. love her. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. play. And she's she does a good job as Wonder Woman. Um, but it has sparked this avalanche because you go all the way back to Buffy. There's I, there's a girl named Charisma something. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm not a Buffy fan. So anybody who is would know. But there are so many different uh, women characters who were saying that he bullied me. There was, I guess there was a situation where there was uh, another side character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer who pl- who was 14 at the time, who I, who retweeted all of the, or reposted all the stuff saying about how mean Joss Whedon was and said, there is there was a rule in place that he couldn't be in the same room with me alone because of how terrible he was. No. Yes, all this stuff. There's a woman who played a very titular character in Buffy who, wow. again, her name's Charisma. Um, she got pregnant, and he, she, I guess Joss Whedon bullied her for being pregnant and said, this doesn't fit into the vision of what I had for your character, getting pregnant. So he killed her off on screen. Like, all of these horrible, horrible things that he's been doing to women. People on the movie, Angel, uh, just all of these allegations coming out against this dude saying, like, oh, he's terrible to work with. And what's funny is a lot of these allegations, like Ray Fisher was saying, oh, he cut all my parts out of the movie, is, like, that's kind of like hearsay. But yeah. now, come 2021, Zack Snyder got to release his version of the Justice League. Yeah. Um, and it comes out that Ray Fisher's parts actually were cut. Cyborg actually does get so much more wow. airtime. Like, his his arc is completed. Uh, we need to take a break and reset our camera, but uh, we'll come back to this okay. in just a second. We're back. We're back. Uh, sorry, if you're viewing this on YouTube, uh, we had a technical issue with our camera, but we're back. We're back. And now we have video. Yes. So here we are. Now you can see our beautiful faces. Um, yeah, so with the Ray Fisher stuff, sorry if I'm boring you or lulling you No, I'm sleep. keeping track. So, but re- <laughs> Okay, keep going. I was going to recap. But. No, yeah, so uh, 
basically just just to recap, um, the 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 guy who really pulled the the pin on the grenade for all this stuff was Ray Fisher, which who is a black guy, and okay. he is, um, he is being written and portrayed and directed by two white guys, and got it. Difficult spot to be in. I don't know what that's like, but I have to imagine that if you are a minority that is wanting to be represented, um, adequately. Yeah. Being done so by uh, two people of different race isn't the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, and it, the so he also came out and said, I won't do any more cyborg movies. I don't want to be a part of this universe anymore because of how awful this experience has been. And it's it's really sad that it took the it took like all these other women who have been harassed and done poorly by Joss Whedon and now finally Gal Gadot to finally like Gal Gadot I guess in the pseudo way has more clout than Ray Fisher I don't know why but it finally took her being like oh yeah he said he'd make make my career miserable and it's like oh finally now there's some like steam behind this and even if you go back like and look at like Joss Whedon's credits like I don't know now I'm just now this is all like conjecture or whatever but like if you look at the body of his work all of the women are treated terribly on screen like the women characters, uh, like I was reading this, uh, just a summary of his work and stuff, but like a lot of the characters in Buffy who are women and like vital roles to the show get their powers uh, through series of trauma. So like they have to go through heartache to get their trauma. Interesting. Uh, they lose their lives in childbirth. So like they'll like give life and then die. And that's how their characters treated or killed off screen. Wow. Um. That, that he was he actually wrote a script for Wonder Woman, the movie that came out like in 2018 or something like that, 2019. And it was terrible. It was like it, it made Chris Pine the main character. And like, again, reading the summary of his work, it was like, oh, Wonder Woman's going to save the world through like her curves and like her sexuality. I'm just like, why are you oh, reducing gross. down? Yeah. Like, why are you reducing down? So he's like a misogynist. I, like I said. In my view, I don't want to like go and brand what my opinion is truth, but like everything I'll do that, that yeah, everything that I'm gathering, I'm just like, oh, you cut the black guys' parts out of the movie. Yeah. Oh, you are making women sexual objects and like things to be desired on screen. Like, what are you doing? So his basically his he has racist and misogynistic attitudes yeah. towards the people that he is directing yeah. and his art. Like, he sees art through a racist, misogynistic lens. I guess. I mean... Or that's that's the only option he's given us thus far. Well, and honestly, I don't even know if it's, like, his his lens uh, through which he views art. I think he just... Ap- again, I'm, I'm making some bold claims here, but, like, again, reading something else, uh, that going back to that character who was pregnant, harassed mm-hmm. by Joss for doing so, she reported that he called her fat on stage in front of other cast members like oh yeah you're getting fat no you are producing life with your body oh my and to say that you're getting fat is like oh just like dude i'm not again i'm not trying to be like some hyper woke individual or whatever it's just like i don't know doing a lot of like soul searching and like oh no i do view things through a specific lens and like looking at media and being like oh no we i like a lot of what we do reduces women down into solely how they look and yeah their appearance like and that's not okay and i think it goes back to this is kind of a theme that we've been touching on on the podcast with marvel disney star wars the is it john boyega yeah pronouncing that right yeah and that thing that we talked about in episode one yeah just uh, super marginalized just this tendency to cut out the minority's voice yeah 
the actor and the story that is someone of color yeah or a a woman or a woman of color or a you know black man it's it's happening over and over and over again yeah. I mean, do you, what do you think is next for marvel you probably can make a better I, guess than i don't know i think like with the marvel thing going back to like falcon and the winter soldier i think what they're doing with the whole topic of like legacy and what america means not to just the forefront patriotic americans but for the minorities and for mm. the disenfranchised like that that's a powerful topic and like go, kind of s- stepping lightly into the territory of why marvel and dc are different it's like i feel like marvel does treat uh their characters like with respect and like that gives them like a voice and like the issues that they deal with are so humanistic like it's it's a superhero story but really if you pull away the ra- like the wrapping paper it is like a human story and it's just like how a superhero deals with humanity that's why yeah. it's so interesting i guess it's important to note that the John Boyega situation, and I feel like there was one other story that we talked about with Marvel mm. and kind of this uh, cutting remember. out of the stories of the minority is not. But then not, right now we're yeah. talking about DC, Joss Whedon, yeah. and this is happening in the DC world. Yeah. So it's almost like it's seeping into just base. It's either it's happening more and more, yeah. or more and more people are coming out and saying, "Hey, these things are happening." Yeah, and more and more people are are talking about it. I'm interested to see where. Yeah, the movie industry goes from here. And right. I think the Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, kind of all of that happening yeah. too a few years ago really like cracked the can yeah. open, and now it's just like slowly people yeah. and stories are pouring out. Yeah, I mean, and you hear stories all the time about like I think you hear the phrase a lot like a movie will live and die on the cutting floor. Like you know the people mm-hmm. who have to cut the movie together like and making it not a insane runtime like if you watch the Snyder cut of the movie it's four hours long no no theater is going to house that movie right. you know um but you hear the phrase like trimming the fat and then immediately to jump to oh let's cut the black guy story like that's right. that's insane and even like he go- Ray Fisher goes on to say like and points out in so having watched the Snyder cut of the movie um Cyborg's story has to do with one the loss of his mother very humanistic, realistic story. Yeah. But also portrays both of his parents, uh, one of which his mother dies. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but both his mother and his father are geniuses. And something you don't see on screen all the time are two affluent black geniuses. Yeah. You know? Uh, this is coming from me secondhand. You know, I'm reading this article and he's pointing this out. But, I mean, it's true. Like, you do, you see a lot of times people in the, the Brainiac role or whatever being, uh, you know, not black. Yeah. And to cut that out, Ray made it a point to say, like, I don't feel like we're doing justice to my character or the black people who are right. watching this movie. And, again, just to uh, – oh, this is something else that Joss Whedon said. Um, he put out – Joss put out an email to the cast of the movie and, like, the crew or whatever – and I guess his email was worded in kind of a way that was like, is there any notes uh, or is there any corrections that we need to make? Or is there any formal praise that you want to give me for this script? Which is just grimy. Um, that is so cringe. Yeah, so grimy. But mm. Ray Fisher, I guess, had a private call with him and started pointing out some of these things. And Joss is quoted as saying, um, it feels like I'm taking notes and I don't like taking notes, even from Robert Downey Jr., who plays Iron Man. He's like the most important character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he's basically saying like, I mean, again, I'm this is a little conjecture, but he's basically saying, I don't like taking notes, even from a white guy who is the most important character in a different universe. So 
Oh, yikes. Yeah, big yikes. So when um, Ray Fisher was giving Joss Whedon input, Whedon said, I don't like taking notes, even from Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Oh, big yikes. Big yikes. So I I like again, I don't is this is this the way by which we are going to uncover all the gross people in Hollywood? Yeah. Maybe, but like I don't know. It just feels like when you hear about this stuff, I'm just like, dude, why why are you celebrated? I don't know. It just makes me feel gross. Yeah. I I, I feel that about a lot of people and I think I do yeah. think that over the last few years with what we've seen. Yeah. It's like the slow unraveling yeah. of something that we formally put so much security and trust yeah. in, which was Hollywood. Yeah. And Hollywood we trusted to make good films. They were infallible. Good, infallible. Yeah. Everyone wanted to make it there, and slowly people are are unraveling it. One, yeah. one pull at a time. It's just coming apart. Yeah. And I think eventually it will crumble and have to rebuild. Yeah. I don't know what that will look like, but I do think that that's where we're headed. Yeah, me too. And I don't think that the I think the pandemic only um, exacerbated that process. It's only sped it up because yeah. more people are at home consuming content mm-hmm. and reading articles and listening to actors and actresses come out about these stories. People just have more time to consume. Yeah. And so I think we've seen it kind of increase yeah and i do i do think again just to wrap up this conversation i think it's really important um to not to break the stereotype or the trope that uh women the only purpose they serve on screen is to give birth right or they they are they get their powers or they reach they they reach an elevated state in whatever movie they're in by means of trauma you know yeah like That's I, a good I, point. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm learning about this from doing this research. You know, I'm not, uh, I, my eyes weren't open to this beforehand. But like, if you think about Superman, he was born that way. You know, Batman's rich, Iron Man's intelligent. You know, yeah. Captain America gets a super soldier serum. Like, I'm just talking about superheroes because that's the topic we're on. But like, if you think about like the uh, Scarlet Witch, who's Wanda in WandaVision, mm-hmm. she was tortured. And she was like, uh, you know, she has a moment where she breaks down because she's so tortured. And, and you know, that's how she kind of gets her powers is by torture. And, like, I don't know. Wonder Woman is born that way, too. But, like, these tropes of – I can't even think of some off the top of my head. But, like, I know that that trope has been used so many times of just, like, oh, this battered and beaten woman who is finally Rising being elevated. Yeah, like, yeah. no, give her powers from the start, man. Right. She's born. She's the chosen why, one, why whatever. Does it, why does she have to be the result or the victim of something that's overcome something? Why can't she just be? Why can't she just be that way? Yeah. Going back, Parks and Rec, man, make more Amy Polars. Make more <laughs> Leslie Nopes, dude. Yeah, that is a great point. Thanks, that's man. very interesting. I've never really thought about that because I'm not really in the superhero world a lot. Yeah. The idea that female superheroes are often birthed from a place of trauma yeah. and victim victimization instead of just inherently being born with something. Yeah. Well, and even going one more one more step, I promise I'm almost done. But uh Joss Whedon who directed Avengers the second Avengers Age of Ultron, in that movie he got so much flack because Black Widow, you know what I'm talking about? You with me? Yes, yes. Um is the the usefulness of her character in that movie is uh, a calming agent to the Hulk. Like they we, they create this weird romance, which feels like it comes out of nowhere and it's super forced. Uh, but they create this romance, and so her role in that movie is to keep the Hulk calm. So like a stabilizing agent for a male character, 
Again, kind of whack. But oh, where, that's interesting. Huh. Where he got the most flack, though, was she has a line. I can't remember it, what it is verbatim, but she compares uh, not having or not being able to give birth to kids to being a monster. And I thought that was quite intriguing. Like, wow. And that's a Joss Whedon special. So I just was like, dude, wow. this guy has. It's not like one time. Like, it's, it's a repeated that's thing. What, that's what I meant when I said lens. Like, he can't help but view the world in a misogynistic, yeah. racist way because it seems like he's just a misogynistic racist. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mean to, like, make assumptions, but, like. It's like the hottest mixtape coming I'm looking at the receipts. Year. Yeah. You leave me no choice but to come to those conclusions. Like, Joss Whedon, if you are not a misogynistic racist, give me something else. Right. 100%. I Anyways. agree. Loser. <sighs> Great topic. Great. I actually enjoyed that, and I'm not a Marvel. Sorry, fanatic. I felt like I I talked a lot. During no, that I one. I think I I actually learned something. Yeah. On that. And I hope if you're not a Marvel fan, you also learned something there because I found that very very fascinating. Yeah. I do try to cater those talks to like, hey, I want to talk about superheroes, but not about the superheroes. Right. It's the deeper meaning. That's what yeah. the podcast is all about. Come on, man. All of, all about. Hey, dab me up. <laughs> Anyways, our next topic. J Cole. J Cole. Like I said, 12-minute documentary. If you haven't watched it, pause this, go watch it, so come good. back. was really, really good. Yeah. The gist of it being that J. Cole, rapper, early 2000s to mid-2000s probably was when he was yeah. like peak, um, like high school. Oh, not early. peak. Not He's peak. still Oh, well, uh, sorry. I mean, b- before his break, before he... Like, no, no, because he... When he, his first big wave was oh, like... Oh, uh... I'm not saying that his, it's his only peak he'll have, but... No, no, I think... Cold World and like Born Sinner came out like two 2013. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Right I don't have the school. dates. Uh, again, Eugene's gonna kill me because he knows all this stuff, but I'm not. I don't know off the top of my head. But yeah, it was like early to mid two. So like 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like I feel like Let me look it up. Keep going. It was like high school into early college for me, which would have been 2009 to 2016. Somewhere in there was his window. Um, he does a documentary explaining why he kind of disappeared and fell off the face of the earth and how he got his motivation back yeah. and kind of got back into the groove of things. And I think that my biggest takeaway from this documentary was it was this artist that we all know from like high school, you know, high school sweet, sweet 16. Yeah. Like it was, just, you know, who J. Cole is. Cole World came out in t- 2011. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so yeah. Um, high school for me it was like the documentary was him saying i disappeared for a while because i fell victim to the complacency and comfortability that comes with fame and comes with success and all the all the artists that we know of now that you know like the jay-z the kanye like they have They've gotten they've they've worked through that comfortability and kept yeah. going. He said so many artists they get comfortable and they fall off the face of the earth. Yeah, and it's the real it's the people who are willing to work even when they're not inspired. But he said make your favorite rappers, which just hit. He's like your favorite rappers get comfortable. Yeah, and that like it hit me. Sorry, go, keep going. I didn't want to interrupt you. But I think I think even with that, his, him saying your even your favorite rappers get comfortable. Yeah, his way of saying. We all face the yeah. temptation to to kind of sit back and enjoy how far we've come instead of thinking about where we could go. Yeah. And you know, like he just was explaining that yeah. if 
the, he he said something. I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it. But I found it a really to be a very motivating documentary yeah. because I had recently heard this quote that said, "You'll only feel inspired twenty percent of the time. Eighty percent of the time, you're just doing the work because it's your job." Yeah. And most most people that want to start a business, become an artist, yeah, rapper, singer, songwriter, mixer, whatever. They only want to work when they're inspired. It's like, I'm just waiting on inspiration, waiting on inspiration. And he said, this was the quote that he said. He said, when you don't write for a while, you wait around for the inspiration. That's the thing I had to cut. Oh, sorry. When you don't write for a while, you wait around for the inspiration and you'll be waiting forever. Um, That's the thing I had to cut out because when you wait forever, uh, nothing will ever come. Yeah. And it, it, this whole idea of he was kind of waiting and being comfortable. He made it. So J. Cole made it to the top. He was yeah. very well known and then got way too comfortable, kind of laid back and was like, eh, I think I'm going to sit it out for a while and wait for more inspiration to come instead of leaning into the motivation of I'm not inspired right now, but I still need to go into the studio. Totally. I still need to write every day. And this is his documentary talking about how he's yeah. getting back into that. Well, he even made a couple interesting points. I'll go back to the like your favorite rapper thing, but like. Even in regards to that quote you said where he's talking about, like, inspiration and, like, you're not supposed to wait for that inspiration, is he started talking about how, like, if you don't, like, if you're not in practice for something, like, in his case, rapping, he would start to write down lines, or he would start to, like, think up lines that he thought were really good, but, like, your mind begins to doubt itself. Yeah. Like, where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, because I'm not in practice your mind begins to think like, oh, that's not good. Don't write that down. Or, oh, that's corny or whatever. And so he hit on a level, which I thought that not a lot of people talk about, where it's like, yes, it, a lot of people have these topics about like, if don't wait for inspiration, like go after it. And sure. he, he said it really well in this one. But to go beyond that and just to be like, yeah, if you also, if you wait for inspiration, your brain will begin to tell you that, oh, that's not good. Like, I, like yeah. I'm not that good. Or this line's not that good. It's like, oh, you're, you'll begin to go into like a self defense mode. Like, whereas, yeah, no, you just need to trust yourself. Like put yeah. that, put that line down on the paper, you know, go for that or whatever. Um, with the best rapper thing, this is where I want to touch on it too. Is like, so I love J Cole. I'm a huge J Cole fan and I love hip hop rap. I'm huge into that. Um, and I felt like listening to Cole world and like a lot of the tracks on that, like can't get enough. And, um, I can't remember the song. I always forget the name of the song, but the song where he sampled the Paul Abdul song, uh, Workout. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that was when I was in high school. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole album mm-hmm. felt very like, um, you know, radio hits. Yes. You know, and then you get to like Born Center, which is his second, uh, his second studio album. I don't know that one very well. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite albums that he put out. And like just looking at, sorry, with Born Center, it just has a theme of like, church and like what he how he views himself and it goes into a lot of those themes and if you start from cool world and you end up at his latest studio album which i think is kod i think that's his latest studio album um the themes go deeper and deeper and like how he processes music and how he evolved as as an artist was almost like backwards like you start out with these like radio hits you know and like it's pretty formulaic and then you transform into this guy who's like, oh, no, my heart and soul is still on these tracks. And like in one of the in one of his tracks on KOD is is called Kevin's Heart. And he's exploring the topic about like um, he's having these conversations with his wife where like she's worried that he'll cheat while he's on tour. And just exploring that topic of like, oh, you meet these people on tour who are offering up, you know, sexual acts and yeah. making connections with people who you'll never see again. 
and talking about how back in the back of his mind are the words that are ringing. Is and like, oh my gosh, it's such a deep track. This isn't wow. just talking about money, fame, yeah, drinking, drugs, whatever. It's like, oh, you're delving into humanistic topics. Whereas like, I'm a huge Drake fan too, but like his best albums, I feel like are behind him. Like you're just turning into like formulaic radio hits. Yeah, now. he drank the Kool Aid. Now it's a lot of yeah, yeah, TikTok songs. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, I just think. Uh, but you're right. He Jake Cole did kind of the reverse. Yeah, like he evolved forward. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that like I could go on this topic all day. I think Drake's two best studio albums are "Take Care" and "Nothing Was the Same." I love those. Al- I play them every year. They're just so good. And then after that, he started to just like, like I think the song that comes to mind is like "God's Plan." Like I'm just like, yeah, it's a good "God's re- Plan" and "Hotline Bling" were red flags for me. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hotline Bling especially, because that one got like, so much airplay. Yeah, that gave me, um, uh, what was the, the, text me through the phone, six, seven, eight, triple nine, Are eight, you talking two, about Soldier Boy? Two. Kiss me through the kiss phone? Kiss me through the, kiss me through the phone. That's what yeah. I thought of. Well, Soldier Boy is a whole different. Right, right, right. right. I don't know. It just gave me that vibe. Yeah. Wow. Which, coincidentally, Soldier Boy says that without Soldier Boy, there'd be no Drake. Ask him. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Yeah, I Yikes. mean, if you I'm do have the time, if you do have the time, go watch uh, Soldier Boy's interview on um, Charlemagne. What's Charlemagne's uh, morning show? Oh, come on, what is it? Who? Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. It's a morning rap show. I can't remember what I. It's escaping a me right now. A morning rap show. Come on, hold on one second. I'll, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Oh, it's so good. I feel like that's something we could get it's, into. No, no. Six seven eight triple nine eight two one eight three. Uh, and you know if you still call that number i think it still says like hey this is soldier boy whatever and you can still call it so if anyone's listening trend's not listening to me right now so no, I guess i'm trying to welcome you do to this all the time what do you mean it drives me up breakfast a club breakfast club yeah that's the radio show oh i've never heard of breakfast about the club? movie i was like i'm sorry whiplash breakfast I've heard club of is good the movie with molly ringwald you should okay for you to go watch Soldier Boy's interview with Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club. It is okay. comedy. It's so good. Oh, The Breakfast Club. I actually do know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about now. Wow. Okay. It took me a second, but yes, The Breakfast Club is a show. You can stream it online, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, on yeah, YouTube yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, too. Okay. I know what we're talking about now. But yeah. But anyway, yes. so n- all of this to say the documentary is leading up. J. Cole's documentary that he just put out is leading up to an album he's releasing this Friday. So yes. by the time this, this podcast release, it will have dropped. It will have dropped. Oh, and I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it hardcore. Because he's the documentary shows him working on it, right? That's that's yeah. what he's working on. And he said that he used to, before he had kids, he was like, if I went into the studio for yeah. anything less than 12 hours, I felt like it wasn't a yeah. successful day. And I ha- have fallen victim to like, if I don't overwork myself today, I didn't work hard yeah. enough. And him kind of finding that healthy balance of learning to work smarter not harder yeah totally and be efficient and he said every morning he gets up and writes a verse before he goes yeah to the studio, he does like drills wants to or yeah. not and i think if every creative needs to hear that yeah if you're an artist or a painter a musician whatever yeah. if you're like yeah i'm just like waiting to be inspired that is not what professional writers do yeah. like they get up and they write for two hours whether they like it or not they're writing from seven to nine in the morning it's like you get up and you do your drills and this was his documentary finding totally finding his drills and getting stella got her groove back you know yeah do you know that movie please tell me you know that movie. yes why do you do this to me (laughs) you're you're so well spoken and you're like your stream of conscious is like is appreciated and then you just are and you cherry on top of it you're like yeah just like stella got her groove back i'm like (laughs) why why that it fit yes 
that. Um, it made sense. Stella got her groove back. What's happening? I that makes perfect sense. I'm not gonna lie. You're you're off today. Stella got a groove back. I'm not gonna approve that. That's not approved. That's not going. That's not shipping. I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's (laughs) the three. It's the three coffees. At what is it? Three? Yeah, three eleven. Yeah. Um, But all that to say, I do think there's a conversation to be had about like the more successful you. I don't think it equates all the time, but the more successful you get, the more resources that you have, Mm -hmm. and like the more like polish that it has on it i I think i reference this a lot with like stranger things like the first season had so much like character and like it was so unique yeah and then like you get into the third season and it just felt i don't know why this always pops in my mind but it just felt like a giant pepsi ad it lost its grit yes people like grit yeah because it's like if you i think about somebody who is a rapper you know you don't have all the means in the world you don't have all the resources so you are forced to create with boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, like, and mm-hmm. I think I'm a graphic designer. That's the art form that I have. And like, if there's a client who doesn't know what they want and they have no uh, vision or guidelines for anything to give me, it's like, it's so hard to, you give me a blank canvas. You're like, I trust you. That's so hard. That is really difficult. Boundaries but, breed creativity. Yeah. I like yeah. these colors. I don't like this. This is kind of the feel I'm looking for. That, that forces me to be creative. And so I think about like rappers, like, like Drake or whatever, um, You've made like all the money in the world. Money's no object to you. You have all the connections in the world. You could have any producer, uh, any mixer, whoever. You could have any feature. So if you have all the ingredients in the world and all the resources at your disposal, I do think that your music just becomes like diluted. Right. It sounds like everything mm-hmm. else that's out there. Because and now I recognize my position here mm. as a white person, but I I understand that rap music was really birthed from the streets. Yeah. From hardship. The struggle. From the struggle. Yeah. And once you make it to a certain level, your relationship to the entity in which rap was birthed becomes yep. very distant. Well, and so there's, that makes sense. There's a lot of well, also too, just to be fair, again, I also am in your camp. I don't I I still respect Drake and all these rappers who have made it. I think I'm not even yeah. Uh, putting them down for that um yeah you don't want to stay no i don't want you to fail you know right right right. um but with drake he didn't grow up in the streets you know he talks about that i've heard this before and people kind of give him flack for like rapping about it. yeah and which i i don't think that's either here or there i think i think honestly it comes down to do you have something to say that's worthwhile listening to Mm, you know um and a lot of his earlier albums like uh so far gone was so good man so far gone was so good Take Care was so Take good. Take Care, that was the one I liked. Oh, it's so good. All of his songs on, and Nothing Was the Same was also so good. My, probably That's probably one of my favorite songs. I think in like 2018, that was like my Spotify most played song. Really? Oh, yeah. Nothing nothing was the same. Oh, so good. Um, But yeah, like uh, he didn't grow up in the streets, and a lot of people discredit him as a rapper for that, which I don't land in that camp, but sure. And I feel like that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I don't even want to wade into those waters. Yeah, yeah. So, all that to say, is he formulaic ear garbage? Probably. <laughs> period. Yeah. Period. Done. <laughs> and Drake, not J Cole. Dra- no, J Cole's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 And I will be very much looking forward to his album. I'm this excited. Friday. I'm excited to listen to it. We got to reset okay. our camera. Okay, okay, okay. This was me in the last recording when I was like, are you okay? Yeah, and I'm like, I think so. I think I'm okay. Anyway. Anyways, okay, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the album. It comes out Friday. Friday. This, this Friday, today. So if you're listening, that's today. Today. I'll be in Phoenix. I'll be here. 
I think you need to give Meredith a call. <laughs> that sounded so sad. Yeah, I'll but be But next here. week I'm going to Nashville and Manhattan. You Dope. Know, I'm just a big traveling businesswoman. You Dope. Know? So exciting. Anything else we want to talk about before we close out? I don't know. Should we have like an altar call? Do you need people to come like lay hands and like. Y'all, I don't know what's prayer? up. I thought I was in like such a great mood to record <laughs> today. You know what I think it might be? I think it's maybe the new setup. Mm. And also, like, I know that I'm going to be traveling next week. So, yeah. like, my mind is living in next week. I'm yeah. Like, what do I need to do? What do I have to finish? What, yeah. what, what bows do I need to tie up before I leave? <laughs> Smack myself in the face with my microphone. We're so we're so pro. We're a hodgepodge today. A mess. It's all good. You but know our what? setup is nice. Very yeah. between two ferns, I feel like. Yeah, love it, though. Between two cacti. Mm, that's good. I'm feeling good. I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad your Mother's Day was good. Thank and you. And honestly, I had fun this episode. I hope I didn't talk too much for your take. I don't feel like you got... As many opinions in. No, I feel, I feel like I feel like I have spoken. A, there have been episodes where I've spoken a lot, mm. and there'll be episodes where you speak a lot, and then there will be episodes when it, we'll both speak a lot. Well, yeah, and then we'll just do ASMR the whole time. I'm, I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> you literally can't even form a sentence. You're like ASMR. You're like. You're like, you're in the headlights just like, oh my God, kill me. If you've ever appreciated me as a friend, just shoot me. <laughs> I literally can't talk. I was trying to say. You're like hearing the words and not processing. Your just- I, <laughs> I, I was trying to say, I think my like face is tired <laughs> because of like oh, the God. light and the setup. Yeah. Not like I'm physically tired. Sure. I meant like. Oh, like sometimes you'll talk more, sometimes I'll talk more, and I'll probably not saying as much now because like my face is tired. Mm. And it came out just I'm t- Yeah. <laughs> like blink twice if you're okay. Like oh, God. <laughs> why is it like why can't we film just one time where we're both okay? Okay, well why does one of us yeah, always I think have to you're be being not a, okay? A tad dramatic because we've only filmed twice. So I think we're I think we We're all right. All right. We're well, shooting fifty percent, fifty for me, fifty. We're zero for, you. for zero right now. Yeah. So, so no, zero for two. We're zero for two. Right We're now. okay, man. We got this. Listen, our 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 listeners are so loyal. They've been so encouraging. Seriously, they're, they're though, gonna they roll have, with us. Yeah. I do want to say thank you to everyone that's 100%. been listening. We literally checked our numbers and we were like, whoa. Yeah, we're like, oh <laughs> Wait, my what? god, we're not terrible. It's like this is fun. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad people are enjoying it as much as we're enjoying it. Yeah. So me as too. long as you guys are enjoying it, we'll keep doing it. And even when you stop enjoying it, we'll probably still do it because we love the sound of our own voice. hundred percent that's our show. That's our show. I think we should close there before I keel over. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I think fans? it's good. Uh, I'll have a good time in Phoenix. You have a good time in <laughs> Nashville. I'll be here. This. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah, have yeah. a boring life. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. that's it for us this week. folks. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>